around the world, locally, with family and friends. House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. Dr. Larry Manley, Senior Pastor here at House of Destiny International Ministries, located in beautiful Boiling Springs at 302 Costner Road. We hope today's message will be a revelation to your soul to draw you closer to the Kingdom of God. Oh God, once again, we come into your presence with expectancy in our hearts. God, we know you're going to bless us. So we lift our hands in the sanctuary and we give you glory and honor and praise. Come on, come on. Before honor, there has to be humility. Uh, what that means is before you can be over, you got to come under. I got a word. I got a word from the Lord. Now, the title of this message <coughs> is Faith in Transition or transitional or the transitioning of your faith or in your faith. Either way you want to look at it. Faith in transition or the transitioning of your faith. In other words, allowing it to be in a, another place and another realm. Now I'm gonna, uh, let's walk this thing. Let's, let's go to Genesis. And we see here in Genesis verse 10. Are we there? <coughs> we see that Jacob has been on the run there for about 21, 22, probably about 22 years at that time. And he's on his way back. He's on his way back to meet his brother. And, and, he, and he's speaking to the Lord and he says, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, Genesis 32, verse 10, and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. I am not worthy of being able to stand here on this day and tell the congregation that our God, who is an awesome God, is sending a tractor-trailer load of food and supplies and books and things to people who don't know where their next meal is coming from. I'm talking about that don't have soup kitchens, people. Not like here now. And of all the truth that God has placed in us, we're not worthy of the least of those truths. Because the man says that with only his staff, I passed over this Jordan. And now I've become two bands. What he's saying here is that my staff is 
all I had to walk with was what was on my back. All I had to walk with was what little power I had of my own. That's how I was when I had to pass over this Jordan, that Jordan being the spiritual stream of life. See, he, when he say pass over, he didn't mean, but he meant going through the spiritual stream of life. See, all I had was myself and my decision to give God his merciful desire in me. You see, that's all I had. See, that staff that I had was my desire to give God a chance. Because I didn't have nothing there. I didn't have nothing there. You see? Because when we go back and we look at this thing and see how did Jacob get. Now, Jacob is man in a transition because he's the soup planter. Man in transition, Jacob is. Because, remember, Jacob became Israel. The man, Jacob, became the man Israel. Israel means soldier of God. We are Israel. We are the soldiers of Christ, New Testament. We are the ones that God has called together to make the true Israel, the spiritual Israel. I'm not concerned about no other one because my God is the spirit. I'm, I'm only concerned with the spiritual Israel, which I've been grafted in through Jesus Christ. And now... I'm just as much Israel as anybody else. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm talking about me. Because I got news for you that can't reach that level. There ain't going to be no Israel over here and Christ's church over here. No, it's just one. You need to read your Bible. It's just one. We've been grafted in. Ain't no more Jew or Gentile. We're all one in Christ. Just one. That's why I don't believe in uh, petitions and all of that stuff, because you see, it takes away from what the true God is. Yes, it does. Yes, it takes away. Because, see, everybody got their own view, and that's what the problem is. You see, everybody got their own view of this thing, so, okay, all right, then I'm going to separate, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to, when you ought to just stay with the Bible. When he finds himself on the run, <coughs> he finds himself with Nothing else in life except his staff and his life. Have you ever had to abruptly take flight from everything that you used to doing and every place that you used to being and where you're living? And just think about that. All of a sudden, your life, your entire life is not abrupted. You know it can happen like that. In an instant, in the twinkling of your eye, the things that are normal for you can change. Did you know that? That it can all change. And if you're not ready and capable of the, of, of the change that's been made abruptly on your life, you'll mess up. You'll get desperate. Ain't nothing more dangerous than a desperate man. Because a desperate man that's got to eat or do anything, including pimp God's people. A desperate man. You got to understand what we're saying up in here now. See, Jacob was a desperate man. Esau was a desperate man. 
when he was hungry. He'd have did anything. He didn't care nothing about no birthright or nothing else. I got to eat. What good is a birthright for me if he said, if I started that? I got to eat. So the Lord tells us here that Jacob, he takes off. And here's where the story begins today. Go over here with me to Genesis. Genesis, the 28th chapter. And I'm going to read verse, deal with verse 20 and 21 first, okay? When you get there, please say amen. The word of the Lord says in verse 20 of Genesis 28, it says, and Jacob, that's the man that's in transition, he vowed a vow. And we know that in, in the place of Ecclesiastes, I think it's 5-4, that he said, don't make no vow with your mouth. Or when you make it, don't defer in paying up. In other words, when you, it's too many of us making vows to God, saying that we're going to do this with you, God, and this, that for you, God, and then we back out of it the next week or the week after that. See, see, that ain't a good thing because even though man might forget the vow, God hasn't forgotten it. It's stuck in the annals of time and it'll come up again. That's why the Bible say, you know, when you come into the house of the Lord, be more ready to hear than to get a sacrifice of food because, see, they don't know what they be doing. You see what I'm saying? They don't know what they be doing. So, he says here, Jacob, he makes this vow. And he said, if God will be with me. See, don't tell me you can't negotiate with God because you can, if you're real. Because that's what Jacob's doing right here. Hezekiah did it too. The Bible says, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I go <coughs> and will give me bread to eat, <coughs> spiritual bread first, and raiment to put on, that's a spiritual, that's that spiritual walk that we need in order to get through this. If God will do that for me, because if he'll do that for me, see, he's going to do all that other stuff. That's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things be added unto you. Amen. You ain't got to be trying to get all that other stuff first. And what you need to just do is just seek God first and his righteousness and all these other things to be added. Genesis 29, 1 through 6. Amen? Watch this, because we're we, we, we fitting to work now. So put on your spiritual hats, because we're fitting to go some places there. It says, then, verse 1 says, then Jacob, that's the man that's in transition. What did he do? He went on whose journey? His journey. That means, that word journey, that means he rose up. See, he had to, see, see you got to learn how to come out of that place of desperateness and rise up and begin to take that journey. What did he take that journey? And came into the land of the people of the east. In other words, he came into a place of some things within himself that he didn't know that was there before, you see. See, when you start rising up within yourself, I say when you start doing it, don't let somebody else do it. When you start rising up within yourself, then what's going to happen is you're going to begin to see, and you're going to begin to see more clearer. And you'll begin to see that everything that looks good ain't good for my life. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? See, because I'm telling you, listen to me, church. The deeper we go into the waters of this word of God, 
That's where the greater the demons are and the greater the sharks are. So don't go too far out there until you're ready to handle what kind of monster you're going to run up on out there. Now, I'm throwing some wisdom out here this morning. You can do what you want to with it with your life. It makes no difference to me. But I can tell you one thing. You will. And he looked, and behold, there was a whale. You see that word there, verse 2? There was a whale in the field. That field is the field of life. But that whale represents life flowing from a rock. Well, ain't that Jesus? That's what he was looking at. John 4.14 says, if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. But it'll be in you a well springing up unto everlasting life. He saw this well, this thing that was flowing from a rock. But look what else he saw. And there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. Sheep represents thoughts of purity. And these sheep were in a state of resurrection. They were there to be raised. But look what they were doing. What were they doing? They were laying down. Now, and he looked and behold, that was this well. That was this life that was flowing from a rock. See, he didn't see this life until he took the journey and rose up and went within himself. Then he began to see something that he hadn't seen before. He saw that there was a well there. And he also saw that there was some purity there too. Because he saw that purity was there, but purity was laying down. In other words, something had to change. Because what happened was is that when it was laying there, it was laying beside that well, which is the life that flows from a rock. And we know that Jesus Christ is that spiritual rock, that spiritual drink that all Israel drinks from. We know that because the book of Corinthians tells us that. Amen. And so does Exodus. <coughs> so here it is, but this thing got a stone over the mouth of it. That means that the water ain't flowing to the sheep. Well, why ain't the water flowing to the sheep? Because if the water would have been flowing to the sheep, the sheep wouldn't have been lying down. They'd have been drinking it. But the sheep is waiting on somebody else to remove. Somebody say, the sheep waiting on me. The pureness in me is waiting on me to move myself out of the way. And let the Lord come through in his glory. See, that, that, that's what it's saying. So what's happening is, is that this thing here, this well, got this stone over it. And that stone represents a thought. See, how many of y'all know that your own mind is what's keeping you from that, drinking that spiritual water that God has for you? How many of y'all know that? Huh? Your own blocked up self. Your mind is constipated. Huh? That's right. Your mind is constipated, blocked up. Got a, got, 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 got a stone right there. Y'all see it in the scripture? Amen. And that pureness that's in you is right there beside it, hoping and waiting that you figure out that, hey, I need a drink. I'm, I'm tired of laying down here. I'm waiting for you to open this well up so that life can flow into me. So that I can stand up instead of laying down here. 
Because I got some things I need to do. I need to get back to grazing, but see, I need a little water. So Jesus is telling us that, hey, you drink of this, you don't need to drink nothing else. So, 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 so in, in verse uh, uh, we, we, uh, 3, it says, and thither, because we see that there's a great stone, great stone, see, that, that's that, that great blockage that's got you where you can't hear nothing but your own insanity. I keep telling y'all each week about old lunatic. Y'all know it. He throws himself in the fire and the water too. He on the mountain, he in the valley, he's still crying. He don't know what he, he just crazy. Talk about him every week to remind you about lunatic. There's a lot of lunatic spirits in the world. There's a lot of lunatic spirits in us. Cause us to do old crazy stuff. Say crazy things. You know, mm-hmm. You see, see, you got to learn to face yourself. You got to learn to face your demon. Preacher got to learn to tell you, you got to face you. Get you to see who you are. That's what the word is all about. That's why the word is so important. God wants you to teach his word. God don't want you pulling stuff all out. No, you need to give the people a word. The people need a word. That's what they got to eat on, people. Can't eat on the hype and the hoopla. The cornflakes. You got to have a word. It ain't the praise that saved you. It's the word of God. God say, I didn't place praise above all my name. God said, I didn't place worship above all my name. God said, I placed my word above all my name. You better hear what I'm saying in here. I'm preaching word up in here. I'm preaching word up in here. And sometimes we get so caught up in this praise thing that we even forget about worship. At least alone, God's word. Oh, I'm talking up in here. I'm preaching up in here. I, 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 I got to tell the truth. I got to tell the truth because I ain't blind. And I don't take fool's gold. It's the real deal. You take fool's gold. Now, this word here says this. Verse 4. And Jacob said, well, in verse 3, and thither were all the flocks gathered. Uh Uh-huh. And when all the flocks gathered there, look, and then they rolled a stone from the well's mouth. And watered the sheep. But look what they did. They put the stone again upon the whale's mouth in his place. See, see that's what I don't get. <laughs> see, that's why I like, I don't get that either. Why don't you just leave the whale open? So that your pureness, when it needed, it can go there and get filled up and stay pure and stay strong and stay on its feet instead of having to lie down and wait on it again. I don't get that. You understand what I'm saying? Why they put the stone back? In other words, once you're delivered, why you go back and pick that thing up? Oh, God. Didn't you get delivered last week? Why you, what you on the installment plan of delivery? You paying installments on it? I'm just asking. You know, what you doing on your deliverance? You paying a little bit this week, then you go come back next week, let the old preacher throw you down or whatever, you know? What you, what you doing? What you doing, people? Won't you just let God's word touch you? Won't you just do that? Why you got to be fooled? Out of all the things you've been taught, and you eat forget so easily, you know why? Because you want it so bad, and you can't wait for God. And that's what's getting all of us in trouble. Because we want it so 
bad that we're willing to sell our birthright like Esau. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, cometh with the sheep. Now, here we go. Rachel, he lifts up his eyes and he sees Rachel. Oh, she's a pretty thing. God. Now, Rachel is that good traveling sheep. That's who Rachel is. And Rachel, you know, purity looks good in you. Oh, she's beautiful. You know, because a woman and anything that designates a woman represents something that's within your spirit, your inner self. You see, there's a beautiful Rachel inside of you, but you got to work for her. There's a beautiful, there's a beautiful good traveling sheep in you. But you're going to have to work for that girl. You understand what I'm saying? I know you want her. I know that. God know you want her. But you got to get some other things first before you can get her. So here's what happened. He wants to marry her. And Laban, which is dryness, or, or which is brittle, brittleness, Laban... Jacob says in verse 21 to Laban, <coughs> give me my wife. Now, Laban means brittleness, okay? Now, notice what he got. So, so, so you got to understand what he's going to do here now. Jacob says unto Laban, give me my wife, in other, for my days are fulfilled, that I might go into her. He had worked a perfect season for her, seven years, that he had thought that Rachel was going to be his wife. Oh, boy. But in verse 23, and it came to pass in the evening, in his best state, that he took Leah, his daughter, he didn't know it was her, and brought her to him. That's what Laban did. And he, which is Jacob, went in unto her. And every time something goes wrong in your life, in the day of adversity, if your children been birthed by Leah, if you got that Leah spirit in you, what will happen is, is that you'll faint because your strength is fall, small. Mm -hmm. We see it all the time. We see it all the time. But then he worked seven more years, 14 years. Count 14, one plus four equals five. Five is the number of grace. Now God gives him grace and he receives Rachel. Oh, there's still that Rachel that's waiting to be bloomed in you. But somebody got to show you how to bloom it. See, it ain't about blooming it outside of you. It's about it getting bloomed in you. You can have everything in the world you want and still be jacked up. Because the Rachel ain't never been bloomed in you. You understand what I'm saying? I'm speaking truth. So here we are, and what's going on here is, now here comes Rachel. Now what, what God does when time is right. See, when God do it, he do it right. I say we don't want nothing but the gold. Ain't that what we said? We don't want no fool gold now. Now if you, if you don't know much about gold, then you'll get fooled and think it's gold. But I know gold. Can't, you, you can't get me 
Because I know gold, and I'm looking for the gold in you. That's what I'm looking for. Now, not the gold in your pocket, but the gold in you. It's a big difference. Now, 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 when Rachel comes on the scene and Rachel blooms in you, she first had one name, Joseph. And Joseph means God had added. Not you, but God. Somebody say, but God. God is the one that does the increase. Now you do it, and you're going to gather up a mess. Be a while before you know it. You will. But when the Rachel blooms in you, but you got to work for it now. How many years? Good God, it was 14 years to get Rachel. Either. Hmm. Anybody else would just took old Lee and said, I'm gone. I ain't working 14 months. I love Rachel, but I can't take more 14 months. I mean, seven more years of old labor. I can't take. But all the time, God is working a thing out in you. I hope I'm helping somebody this month. Now, 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 the first thing that Rachel blooms, the good traveling sheep, the first thing that happens is that God begins to add to your life. Okay? And the next thing that bursts in you is one named Benjamin, which is son of my right hand. Well, don't y'all remember that the right hand is the hand that we receive from God? And the son is the builder? So the things that God adds in your life has to be built in you. So Benjamin has to be birthed too because it just ain't enough for God to give to you because God can give you a whole lot of money and a whole lot of congregation and a whole lot of building and a whole lot of air, all this other stuff you want. But if you don't understand how to build it and build it right, because you can build it crooked too, put the plumb line on it. You got to put the plumb line on that building and make sure that thing is being built right. And then you'll have what the Eiffel Tower, that thing that leans. And you say, well, we're going to leave it like that. That's a masterpiece. No, that's a bunch of crap. You got a building leaning sideways. Ain't no Come on, y'all. So now you got the building leaning side, so you got to make the floors congruent to a leaning building. So you got a messed up situation here. Because the building looking like that. And God, and God said put the plumb line on it because when God bought it, the only way God going to accept it has got to be like that. You know, you get like that. That ain't, uh, ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. No, no, ain't going to happen. So when God comes in and blesses, with Rachel, and he opens up the womb of Rachel in you. God begins to add things to you. And when God is in it, he make it easy. Ain't no struggle in what God do. We make the struggle. You know what I'm saying? 
And then God said, now, what I'm giving to you, I need you to know how to build it, right? So you got to let me birth Benjamin in you too. 